welcome to the Peace and Moon Club podcast from sunny South Florida. This is your host, Brian Dane. All right, guys. It is time for episode two of this podcast, the Piss and Moan Club podcast. And um, just a, a little reminder that you might hear a lot of, um, uh, um, well, that's because I don't script this. There is no script. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about when I turn the microphone on. It is free flow, freestyle, no editing, no nothing, just free flow. So let's let, let's get into it, shall we? So, uh, I don't know if you were listening on this uh, this um, serial podcast that kind of started all of the true crime true crime rave um, back in the day. Uh, the guy that was uh, it was all about, and answer it, um, has been relieved, uh, released from prison after twenty two years. The prosecutor was not confident that he was actually guilty anymore because I guess evidence and new suspects have surfaced since then. And um, yeah, you know, initially, you know, you saw a lot of of people or you heard a lot of people like uh, cheer for him and things like that. But I can't help thinking because the prosecutor are not saying he's innocent. He's just saying that it's kind of iffy the evidence, right? But I would not really celebrate because you know there's also the victims' families to uh, uh, to um, take into consideration, and and I I I think unless we were a fly on the wall, uh, unless they find a sure murderer for this young lady, um, I I I wouldn't. I'm I'm not I'm not cheering. I'm just not. And uh, he might get a new case, uh, which is kind of irritating to me too, because why waste taxpayers' money on a new case after 22 years? I mean, seriously? But uh, that's just me. That's not you. I know that. I'm, I'm just, I'm very much, you know, when I listen to true crime these days, I'm very much sensitive to the fact that there are victims and victims' families in these cases. And um, yeah. I mean, people never talk about uh, the siblings and cousins of Jack the Ripper's uh, victims, right? I mean, it's kind of bullshit. Did they miss them? Were they all alone in the world? Did they have parents? You know, we never talk about that when we talk about Jack the Ripper. Just an example given here, you know? And and, and I think it's, it's bullshit. Uh, recently or lately, I have been... Uh, following people on Twitter that are that are families with uh, with victims and and I see I see their struggle you know I see how they sometimes um, uh, complain or piss and moan as I call it right piss and moan club um, about how documentaries and true crime podcasts are made out of their cases without them consenting to it. And uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I think there should be consent. Uh, also, true crime podcast. You know, uh, I, I I used to to eat them like skittles. You know, two or three, five, fifteen a day. 
sometimes. Um, but I find that um, it looks to me like they are running out of cases or they all do the same case in which in, in which um in which case <laughs> no pun intended in which case i only listen to my favorite podcast about that case i don't listen to all of them because that's just a waste of time and i'm very picky with what podcast i listen to now because of the victim thing uh, the whole family thing you know um yeah morbid a true crime podcast is still one of my favorites uh crime junkies um counter clock um yeah i have i have a handful of of uh, of um, true crime podcasts that i really like okay i really like the host um the deck ooh the deck is good but the deck and uh, Crime Junkies is um, all Ashley Flowers' um, company, and I'm going to tell you, her voice makes me melt. She could read the phone book to me. Really, she really could, and I, and I would I would listen to it. Uh, no, I'm not perving on her. Uh, it's just very soothing. That's all. I I, I really like that. And uh, with the Morbid, a true true crime podcast, uh, my thing with that is. Um, the banter that's going on, you know, they don't talk, just talk about the case straight on, but they are, and it's really, really, really well researched. And, um, but they also have banter, you know, jokes, stuff in between them, even though some would argue that jokes are not in, you know, um, are not in place when it comes to crime. However, I will say though, it easily gets way too serious, right? Um, Truth be told, they're just telling a story, a true story in many cases. And uh, I'm telling you, Morbid, they research their stories really well. Really, really, really well. Just saying. Oh, another one that I love is Voices for Justice. Voices for Justice um, is a podcast by uh, Sarah Turney. Uh, she, um, her sister disappeared uh, many years ago or years ago. And uh, she has been the advocate for the victims' families ever since. All kinds of victims' families, you know. Uh, she has a very uh, serious, she's very serious uh, and she's very engaged in um, in telling the stories through interviews and just the story. Um, and again, it's another voice that I really love. Just uh, Voices for Justice. Uh, it's, an, it's, it's another... Um, Voice that I really love because her voice is like ASMR, you know. Put it on if you can't sleep. And it's not because she's boring, but you will be asleep within 15 minutes. I guarantee it. She's that soothing. It's that interesting. You've got to go back and listen to it when you're awake then. Because um, her episodes are really, really interesting. So enough about that. Enough about that case. Enough about true crime. Let's talk a little bit about depression, guys. You know, people get very depressed these days. Very depressed. And um, they are mingling with a... a I'm going to have a slip of coffee. I'm so sorry. Mm -mm -mm. 
um, the smart people out there, well, they are looking at a detection 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 system. <laughs> no edits. Uh, uh, so you can um, detect um, anxiety at a very early age, and hopefully you can um, uh, you can prevent some of these depressions at a later age, because uh, anxiety is one of the number one um, depression causing things there is, and uh, I have it myself. I've been depressed before. However, I will put a disclaimer in here. I have never not wanted to be in this world. Never. Not even for a second. I I, I enjoy life as life is. But uh, one thing you're going to understand about me is that I am not looking for a purpose. I'm looking for a good time. I'm looking to watch my TV shows, eat my snacks, drink my coffee, drink my beer, and just have a fucking good time. Because you never know when the ride is over. You never know. I've been thinking about that often uh, lately. I've been thinking about, well, now I'm, I can't believe I made it to 52 already. Uh, but I'm thinking about, you know, quite frankly, I can have a heart attack in five minutes and it's over. I could, you know, because a lot of people have heart attacks at any age. So um, I've been thinking about that, you know. I don't want the ride to be over, to be honest. Um, but these days, when there's a new episode out of my TV shows, well, I hurry as much as I can to watch them because I won't, don't want to, I don't want to miss them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh my God. We're celebrating a, an anniversary today. My wife pointed it out this morning. It is one year ago today that I stopped using sugar in my coffee. I did not think I could do it. Honest, I did not think I could do that. Uh, when people, when uh, my wife was teasing me with it back then, I said, no, that's, I mean, no. Sugar and cream on my coffee, that's how I roll, right? So I cut out the sugar, and it took me a little bit, but... Yeah, it's going great. I don't miss it. Not one bit. Not one bit. And I'm going to tell you about a side effect in a second. I'm just going to have another swig of my coffee. Which I'm using half and half in. Not cream anymore. Uh-huh. You know, I slimmed it down and I like it. Now, a side effect. And I firmly believe this is a side effect of me cutting out sugar for my coffee is that I don't eat candy bars and shit anymore, really. If I if I eat chocolate, it's usually in a pudding or a little square of dove. I like dove dark chocolate with my coffee sometimes. It's uh, scrumptious. Scrumptious, I tell you. So I, I, I do that instead. And uh, not going to lie, guys, I lost 10 pounds since Christmas this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By doing nothing. I have not done anything uh, other than that. And, um, of course, I don't drink soda. Um, I now rarely eat cake anymore, too. Uh, I was a big cake, cake carnivore. 
at one point. Uh, I, I rarely, I mean, I do, sometimes I like a pastry or a cake, but um, it's not in the in the amount that I used to at all. And uh, I'll say I'm steady now. I'm losing something every week. It might come back again, right? Because I'm fluctuating uh, between 130, now 230 and 235 now. I used to be 319. Yeah, I did. I was 319 when I got married, you know. And she liked me then, so she likes me more now, I guess. I don't know. I haven't asked her. It's funny, though. <laughs> so there's this big thing about um, Governor DeSantis here in Florida that sent a, a bunch of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. He uh, chartered two planes and he flew them there. There you go. Uh, get out of Florida. You know, uh, we don't have a sanctuary city here, so uh, you just go to Martha's Vineyard where all the rich people live. Uh, and it was kind of a, him setting an example um, to these rich people who are always, you know, uh, they, they want to uh, group and collect um Illegal immigrants are in, um, yeah, in special cities, you know, certain cities. And uh, he just made an example that, hey, you know what? I'm just going to send them there and see how they like it, you know? Let's see how they like it. You know, we have a lot of, of uh, illegal immigrants that are driving without a license here or, yeah, just in general, uh, bad stuff happens here in Florida right now with that. Um, it's not that I don't like them. I don't. I just wish they would behave themselves when they're here, you know. Please behave yourself. Ooh. So, um, yeah. But anyway, I saw some interviews with people on the street about this. And uh, uh, what, what was common with most of them, or a lot of them, not most of them, but a lot of them, was that they say, just go home. Fill out the papers. Get here the legal way, right? And um, I can I can tell you, you know, as a legal immigrant, I went through that uh, with the paperwork and all that stuff, and paid a fortune to come here. Um, not to beat a dead horse because I talked about that before, but um, most of the people who come here illegally are fleeing from something, right? They are not able to make it in their own country, so they want to go where they have opportunity to make it, you know? Uh, here, here in America, we have all these rich people who have all lawns and things like that. They have to be maintained, and uh, or houses that need cleaned and all that stuff, and, and, and that's a lot of times why they're coming, because they know this. They know that they can find work like that here in America. And, furthermore, they can get paid for it. Not just 10 cents an hour, you know. Um, but they don't have time. I waited over a year to come here from I started the process. Uh-huh. Over a year, guys. And I had to do all kinds of things. Special um, physical 
exam, special X-rays, uh, travel to the embassy in Denmark, uh, pay a fortune. Oh my God! It cost a fortune for me to come here, and well, that's also part partly because I hired a lawyer uh, to represent me on the state side. Um, no, I didn't have any. I didn't have a lot of money or anything, uh, but there are lawyers that will work with you uh, when it comes to that. My wife and I were paying this lawyer off like a year after I, I was firmly landing in the United States. Um, she was great. She was a great lawyer, you know. She traveled with me when I went to the um, to the immigration office and everything. And and you know, all in all, uh, her part of her part of um, the bill was only about eighteen hundred dollars uh, for a year's work and filling out my applications for me with my help, of course, and, and all that stuff. I don't think that was too bad. Travel, uh, <laughs> travel with me to the office. Uh, I didn't. I didn't pay her expenses to travel. Uh, she did that out of the eighteen hundred dollars. So it was great, you know. However, if you pile on all the fees that I had had to pay the United States to come here, uh, we are up a, uh, we are up around ten thousand dollars for sure, for sure. Yeah, at least ten thousand dollars. And guys, the average Mexican family or average Puerto Rican fam- Puerto Rico can now come here. So never mind the Americans, uh, but. Uh, um, Venezuela, you, you name it, all these countries that come here, those families do not have $10,000. And they don't have the time to actually apply to get to this country. They just don't have it. And I think it's a mistake. Well, uh, I have been told I'm an empath, so uh, uh, I feel for everybody until they murder me. I mean, I, I feel bad for everybody. Um uh, we have this um, immigrant family across the street, you know, and and uh, well, I, I assume they're legal because they own a house and uh, they have very nice cars and things like that. But anyway, uh, one of the things that that make my morning is when I come off with the dog early, early morning, and uh, they're fixing to go to school, and their little girl over there is just yelling "Good morning." I mean, that tickles me pink. You know, because it's one of those things. Americans don't seem to do it much uh, anymore, uh, even acknowledge their neighbors. Only the older generation might know their neighbor and and, and all that jazz. But mm, in general, you know, we don't really acknowledge each other. Uh, I met my other neighbor one time when he was building his house for like five minutes. And I haven't seen him since I know he lives in there but I there's not even a fence between our properties but I never see them so I never talk to them obviously so yeah that's that's just um, you know that's really sad but no they don't have the money they don't have the time when they're fleeing for a gov- from a government that is suppressing them they need to go 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 in the middle of the night and there is no way around that so um yeah no do I want do I want illegals to come here and do crimes and shit like that 
No, I don't. But, you know, legals also do crimes all the time. You know, it's it's not anything uh, uh, out of the ordinary, really. So let's change the subject now. Let's talk about the new iPhone. Uh, it's having problems after people uh, try to activate it and it freezes up, I guess. Um, but that's no here nor there, you know. Uh, it pretty much looked like the old iPhone and... Um, the camera is supposed to be better. Um, the little notch is gone. Uh, but otherwise, um, I don't I don't see I can justify dropping $1,200 for a new iPhone, to be honest. And I don't want it. You know, I, I really, 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 really like my 13 Mini. I do. And next time, though, next time, unless something for me dabble happens with another generation of the iPhone with the camera uh, because I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm mostly on the iPhone for the camera. I never I never had a Android phone that was as good as my iPhone with the camera. So, um, you know, unless something really, 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 really revolutionary happens with that, uh, I am most likely going to go with a pixel phone next time you know i like the i like what i see on youtube and by the time i change my phone which won't be for a while uh, we should be at a at a pixel 7 pro i think it's not out yet but they're teasing it so uh, we'll see we'll see but i'm pretty sure my iphone mini is gonna last me at least four or five years more um, at least as long as they update it, because I'm really happy with it. I really am. So, um, so why change, right? Why change? Really? Why change? All right, guys. I promised this was going to be a, sh- a shorter podcast, so um, I'm going to wrap it up right now. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm just going to tell you, uh, go over to um, pissandmoan.club. That's my blog for this. Uh, and I just posted, I just posted uh, a list of links, you know, to the YouTube channel and and where you can find the podcast in general. And um, yeah, you a member, man. You are a valued member of the Piss and Moan Club. Never forget that. You will always belong somewhere. And in this case, it's this club. So. I will see you next Friday, guys, and um, I hope you have a fantastic week.